Live from the Improv Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Nighttime Show! Tonight, we have Matt Walker, who's very, very funny. We also have myself, Mike Black, the voice of the Nighttime Show. Our very special guest from Project X, the Green Inferno, Hannah Montana, and the upcoming Death Wish, directed by Eli Roth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kirby Bliss Blanton. And now, the host of the nighttime show, the man who's taken more selfies than self itself, Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman! Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. See, that's Mike Black just showing that we actually do need him. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time we do a show he without Mike Black, off, actually. <laughs> yeah. it's like it's, the intro's just, it's never the same it's without never Mike. It's good when you're not here. It's sad, like, sadly, I, we, I try. You've tried other doing it try. without him? That's We yeah. try. We've had, we have other guys sometimes that fill in and they do things and they're never going to be, it's, it's just never not Mike. be what Mike is. Yeah. That's why I feel okay when I send texts like, hey, I missed the first one. <laughs> I'm going to be probably late to the second one. Yeah. I'm glad you guys brought in the A-team for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, the only the best for you. Only the best for you, Kirby. Yes. Oh, well, thanks. You spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Fiji water right here. Hey, right. They, they had Very three nice. different kinds of water, and I chose the Fiji. I'll have did, you know. Did you choose right? Is that the right that choice? It was, I don't drink anything well, but Fiji. They had, uh, all, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can tell me if I chose it. They had, uh, <laughs> they had Perrier, they had Ooh. Fiji, and they had Avion. And I chose the Fiji. What's Avion? <laughs> it's the, the one that Evian? has the flu in it. Avion. Well, what do you mean? What's it? I'm sorry. Avion is a it's a flu people get. The bird flu. They bottle it and sell it. Yeah, they bottle the bird flu. And you definitely made the right decision. It's an old, it's an old Chinese man in the back spitting into a bottle. It's bottled <laughs> Chinese. Do we give her the disease or the purified water? I only drink yeah. Perrier when I want to feel fancy. I'll like tell you how important you are. I had an entire Totino's party pizza at home. And I was like, if I eat all of this, I'm going to be even more late. So, <laughs> so I you saved half, half for later? Yeah. That's wow. good. good. The other half you, is at home. I started doing that, too. I call it the pizza diet. Instead of eating the whole damn thing, I <laughs> save two pieces for breakfast in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's a really good like, move. Like, hello. Yeah. Hello. Good well, move. I'll tell you, made that easier is uh, Little Caesars. If you get the deep dish pizza, it used to be one big deep dish pizza. Now they yeah. make you two half pizzas. Oh, yeah. So you can Portion just take control. one of them. <laughs> yeah, you take one of them, you eat it then, and you put the rest in the fridge, and you eat that later. This if podcast you... is sponsored by <laughs> Little Caesars Pizza. Little Caesars Pizza. Get pizza, it pizza. right now. Pizza pizza, pizza, pizza. That's what I call playing it heart smart. <laughs> Where you just eat one Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> at night and the other one in the morning, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> before your cardio <laughs> get a frappuccino uh, that is hysterical Kirby uh, you and I met through Kendall I Kendall believe Schmidt at yep. a, at he a, did an episode as well was it a barbecue at his house or something or I a actually, horrible barbecue oh he has those he has those <laughs> I'm just kidding does uh, he have like meatless barbecues I think barbecues? I met you had set for yeah, on the very met, first time we met, we met on set because yes, I visited yes. him when you guys were doing Big Time Rush, and then yeah, they always the, you know his family always throws like you know little get-togethers, whatever. I'm they sure these, I came. They up. have these very nice barbecues yeah. at their house, except uh, they they refuse to use. Uh, it's yeah. like grain-free, and buns. it's also they have like a friggin' compost, and like yeah, there's yeah. a pig there. It's very yeah. confusing. Yeah, it's very it's very it's, very health. It's conscious. an experience it's in an experience. itself. They have really. animals running around that you should be eating <laughs> at the barbecue. Yeah, yes. you, you're not yeah. allowed to throw away your 
your food, but there's a pig that's yeah. walking through the kitchen and sitting on the couch. Yeah. I don't know. Praying God. for that to happen. <laughs> like, please, someone throw please. away their food. It's really just a modern version of Green Acres <laughs> at Kendall's house. Yes. I've had one experience with a pig, and it was at like a county fair. And I was a little kid, and I thought I would share my ice cream cone with oh. him. Oh, no. I was like, gave it a lick. And it ate the whole thing and the plastic cup yeah. and the paper Everything, around yeah. it and nearly my hand. And I was like, these things are it's terrible. last time I'm sharing with you, pig. And that's the day you met Stephen Glickman. Oh, oh Matt. Oh, hurtful. Painful. And pretty and yes, totally I, I'm a true. bad person. That's what we need to clarify. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. One of the but worst. You a, your mom has a pig that's my actually... Mom has a pig. Uh, is it as big as Yuma? Pounds. It's oh my! Huge. Then that's huge. bigger than Yuma. Then it's bigger than Yuma. Yeah, it's a it's a cooney cooney wow. pig. I mean, I does it get around okay? How many pounds is it? One hundred and seventy, I believe. Shit! Yeah, that yeah, pig it's, weighs it's, a lot more than I do. Furry. It's this <laughs> like a lot more than me. <laughs> I like that you yeah. just say you. You yeah. just yeah, no one that. else at the table. <laughs> no, it's a lot more than Kirby. What the fuck? It weighs half as much as the other two. If the if she piggybacked you, it would weigh about the same, maybe. Yeah, Possibly. It's about, it's about right. This thing is... Uh, this is the skinny enormous. side of the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The side of the table that doesn't have to worry about load-bearing. <laughs> <laughs> Physics. I wouldn't worry about that anyway. <laughs> not, not fitting yeah, on rides. Clearly, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this poor Did pig. I tell you about that? About the, fu- the fucking Harry Potter at Universal? No. No, is there... Did you not? Okay. There's restrictions for Aww. fatties yeah. where, like, <laughs> what? You, they let you get all the way up into oh, yeah. the castle and yeah. think you're going to yeah, get on the ride. Yeah, because they want to give you exercise, the assholes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're like, like, go walk back down. That Are happened to me and Steven. They let you get all Wait, the way up there. And then when you get up to the top, there uh-huh. is a chair that's. I guess sort of like the sorting hat, but, mm. but if you can't fat fit, people. yeah, yeah, it's like you're too fat for this ride, and uh, it doesn't say that. But Good, yeah, like, I prefer to hear Gryffindor. Instead, is they have a little <laughs> wizard helper there who tries Escorts to stuff you, you into uh-huh. the fatty chair. <laughs> Then there's a seatbelt that goes under your crotch, and you have to try and rearrange your genitals while they buckle broad, you down. And that broad, like, whoever was doing that, she's yeah. going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you're doing it in front of the line. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's, like, oh. there's like 14 oh, yeah. year olds staring kids at you. Going, Daddy, why does that man eat so much food? And you know, like all of that is happening while you're doing it. Then you have to. All get, you wanted was a wand, man. Yeah, I just wanted to watch yeah. the stupid ride. Yes, and they then they. Then you have to like admit defeat at some point, oh. where you're like, it can't. There's no way I can. And they're like, okay. And so you you walk back out through the whole line. Yeah. The walk of shame. Yeah, the back yeah. walk of shame. Down, and then they go, oh, don't. Halfway through, they take pity on you and they go, oh, come this way. A shortcut. And, and you cut through, and the cut through area takes you directly to the gift shop. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> See, that happened. We were at Knott's Berry Farm like seven, eight years ago, I think, Steve <laughs> and I. Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, and oh, we yeah. went on Ghost Rider, which is like this wooden roller coaster. So not Scary Farm. Uh, <laughs> and like we go and we wait in but line for like probably. 45 minutes to get to the front. And Glickman goes in and he sits down. It's one of those kinds where it's like there's like the the, the bar the bar you have yeah, to pull down, pull down yeah. yeah, and it wouldn't pull far enough to where it would latch right for him. So they're How like, do you know that wasn't your fault. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could have yeah, been me. Right. I was I was could sitting been, sideways Matt, or something. Matt had his knees up, Matt <laughs> was standing the whole time. Yeah. But uh, so it wouldn't fit, and then they kicked him off the ride. 
Yeah, and then and I had to do the walk. And I just shame I waved to him goodbye as the ride went on. And you sat with a stranger, like a total I'm by myself. Oh, to be yeah. fair, at Six Flags they should have kicked me off the ride. I was just I was riding <laughs> on the border of Too Fat to be on the ride, and the guy running it, he'd been dealing with people all day. It was like eleven at night. He just kind of like used his foot and, <laughs> and just and shoved it down. The bar just shut, sure, yeah, and just. And it shut, but then it went like, like maybe yeah. not, maybe we're not fastened. Maybe you're broken. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's broken. And Hold so on I, tight. And this was on the triple X ride. Yeah. Oh, great. Where it's like the ride Upside literally down. takes you through a fountain of flames that are going across <laughs> each other. And y- yeah, and you're upside down. You're hanging from it, so it's all centrifugal force. Mm-hmm. So With like, the bar, it's you need pulling that. you away from the ride. Into the streets below. Yeah. Right. And so. Oh, Jesus. The whole time I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be on. And the guy's like, it's cool. And so he <laughs> fl- flips the lever. We go flying off. The ride plays heavy metal while awesome. you're doing all this. Very soothing. And yeah. so I'm like clutching onto the thing <laughs> for life. Because I hear it again about halfway through go kunk. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to. I'm gonna die one of those stories. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the ride story. I don't yeah. wanna be the ride story. And so I make it through the whole thing. I get out and I realize my seatbelt had unlatched. My the safety bar was still there, but the seatbelt had unlatched. And I they have to help me pry my fingers. Because you I were, had a death grip, you were, mm-hmm. and I'd never experienced that before. I didn't know you could do that. Your fingers lo- locked? They locked onto the plastic <laughs> Oh, my thing. God. And they were like, oh, this happens a lot. Don't worry. And I was like, to who? Click, and they were click. like, really old ladies. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, really old ladies on the triple yeah. X ride. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, after it happened to Steven, fun. afterwards, uh, to make him feel better, I bought him a funnel cake. And he said... <laughs> yes. That it was the first time he'd ever had funnel cake. And I was like, how do you get to be that size without ever eating funnel cake? Like, I don't think that's possible. Uh, I was just born this way. I was was actually born a large... Jewish man. <laughs> <laughs> you came out with that beard. Uh, we're Ruined lucky. his mom. We're lucky Ruined enough to have mom. another large Jewish his man. His first words were Lachaim. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kirby, let's talk about you. Yes. Let's, Kirby, you're... The large Jewish, Jewish man in the room? Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's Kirby. talk about the elephant in the room, which is not Kirby, but... Kirby, we'll you... I like how your laugh didn't sound like an old Jewish man, but it sounded like an old white gold miner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about me. There's multiple. There's multiple. She's got great ones. laughs. Yeah. She's got a snort laugh. There's a snort that's really bad. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's very cute. It's, it's so uh, great. It's something. You, you've been acting since how old? How old were you? When you I, I think I was like twelve. Song? 12 years old mm-hmm. was that unfabulous was that unfabulous the first very first job that oh, i and yeah I, I met like a few people on that job that i'm still very close friends with today who who would that be carter jenkins is one i met him that um on that show and then through him i met uh britney robertson who's still one of my best friends we ran into you know her too Britt robertson is, yeah uh, yeah she's oh, my Britt best robertson. friend yeah. yeah from you know Britt robertson from tomorrowland yeah she's in everything from, uh, she's uh she's tomorrowland? got the dog's purpose you... coming out she's, oh yeah she's got a bunch coming out right now she's a big movie star she's, she's huge she's got a new I, I'm her publicist uh, she's got a new <laughs> Netflix show coming called Girl Boss that I'm really excited about oh wow yeah she's huge that's amazing I'm very lucky to still have like sh- we've been friends for 13 14 years yeah. that's fantastic yeah, so uh, you were on that with uh, Emma Roberts yes, as well yes 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 first job uh, ever wow and Melise Jow yes I know her too ended up doing big time yeah and I run into her all the time yeah it's always good to see them it's good oh. that everyone's still working that's so cool that's so great that you're friends with people that you started out with well yeah it's so funny I can't say 
say the same about like people that I, you know, I'm not that close with anyone in Texas. Like I know friends that have known their childhood friends forever and stuff. I didn't have that in Texas because I moved out here for so young. Yeah. But um, I'm still very close friends with a lot of the people that I first met when I came out here. So it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Were you friends with, uh, and that was Kendall from Texas? Ten- Kendall? No, Kendall I met, no. he was living um, in, by Kenwood and I had, Britt Robertson was living over in there in Burbank too. So we always hung out together. It was like a big group of us that always hung out. Was that one of those places like the Oakwood apartments? Basically, yes. Yeah. It was, I lived at the Oakwood as well for a little bit. I've lived oh at Oakwood and all Lord. of those apartments. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that? Uh, I'm a total know? walking cliche. No, no. <laughs> now let me ask you this because I never lived at the Oakwood apartments. Very used, but, but the Oakwood apartments are like, for those of you who don't know, they're, uh, it's what, it's, it's like, well, it's what the Big Time Rush show was based on. Yeah, like an apartment, a, an apartment complex, complex for like a young, younger kids or uh, either actors, musicians, anyone who wants to be in the business. Their moms basically pay for them to live there, either with them or without them. A and lot of get, times during pilot season, Yeah, too, they come out for like a up. month or two months at a time to try and get a job or whatever. And I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of kids or whatever. And it, at the time, it serves its purpose because not only... Do you meet all these young kids that are doing the exact same thing as you, you know, but um, it's all the moms can hang out and stuff. It, it really does serve its purpose. It's They're very smart, though, because every single year the price goes up like oh. crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's like a convenience store in there. So Anna, like a laundry, like you never have to leave. It's like... Little bit so it's of kind like of like Professor X's school for gifted youngsters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Without yeah. the superpowers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your superpowers being good looking. And yeah, <laughs> and then semi-talented. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. about it. And having mom's money. That's it. <laughs> Literally. And I'm very proud. Was your was your mom there with you? Did she yeah, come out? Yeah, she came out with me. Yeah, she was here for about like eight years. When we first moved out, I was like 12. And then she stayed. And then she moved back to Texas uh, about after eight years. Once I could drive and had my own apartment, she was like... She, yeah, she loves coming here and stuff, but, you know, they got a nice house in Texas that would be worth a lot here. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. So we couldn't really afford, yeah, so. Yeah. Do you, have you run into, did you, did you run into any uh, moms back then? Oh, moms they were, or kids yeah, that we were they like, they were all Bit. so awful. They really were. I'm not yeah. kidding. I'm very, very happy. Like, the ones that I'm still close with, there's a reason. Yeah, he's got OCD or something. Um, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, Matt Walker why, has OCD, um, for sure. He was building a I'm Velcro friends, pyramid yeah, so that like, for listeners do, at do, home. Do, do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, the, the reason why I'm still friends with the people is because they, they weren't completely awful. I mean, it, it's true. You'd go into auditions and moms would be like, so what have you been done re- recently? What are you working on? You know, like vultures. And yeah. you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I was like freaking 13 years old. Like, you mind your business. Do you auditions coming up that my daughter could go exactly. to? Exactly. Yeah. They're like, yeah. what, what agent do you have? Really, what's their phone number? Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. ladies. So, but like, then you hit a certain age and it's just not like that at all anymore. I mean, there's still those broads that are my age and very competitive and give me like the once over when I see them and stuff. But I always am like, okay, you're not like, you're obviously yeah. still kind of stuck back in that. It's like, you're not human day, yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all, there's enough jobs out there for everyone. Like, I'm always like, hey, I mean, traffic was crazy. You know, I like to chat with them because it's like, let's yeah. like make each other feel more comfortable. Like, Come on. I it's just already think such a process. Exactly. Anyway, and so you know. and we shouldn't have to feel competitive. There's enough jobs out there for everyone. If you get this one, great. I'll get the next one. Because yeah. we shouldn't stress each other out more. We're about to go like in there and perform. We have basically a job interview every single day of the week almost. And it's yeah. hard to, as you're, as a female, as a person, anything, you don't want to you know, get insecure and stuff. So I always, the people at that age that were like that, I've completely steered clear. I'm like Heisman, you know, get... <laughs> I know I know a lady who has three three boys and uh I I had to like remove myself from knowing this person yeah. because what she would do is she would say to her uh her uh, if her son auditioned for something and like 
got a callback, or even if he had a good audition, mm-hmm. she would go, "That was very good. You did such a great audition. Uh, I got. I'm. Let's go to the mall and let me go buy you an eight hundred yeah. pair, eight hundred dollar pair of jeans. Bribery. And she wow. would do it with him all the time. And one time, I was sitting there having lunch with them, and she was arguing whether or not how much she could pay uh, uh, an acting coach. And she was like, "I feel like a hundred bucks an hour is like too much money, and this and this and this." <laughs> and while they're sitting there talking about this, he goes. Um, give me your phone, mom, and takes her phone and bought himself a thirteen hundred dollar uh a Bendel like belt or so like some fancy schmancy belt that's and completely she was like, unnecessary. She was like, "Why did you do that?" And he's like, "You promised I could get it if I went to that callback." Oh, and that's I was like, awful. "I got to get yeah. out of here. I can't be here for this. I can't See, be around." I will this. say, and I, I learned this bounce. the hard way, and I'm kind of proud. My mom let me <clears throat> my own money, even at the age of thirteen, was my own money. So I got to decide what I did with it. I mean, there was the Coogan account thing that you get when you're 18, but that's a different thing. Um, She would, you know, every single big job that I actually booked, not a callback or whatever, but every big job that I booked, a movie, a lead part or whatever, she said that I could kind of reward myself. So I did. For a little bit, I'd buy like a computer or a nice bag or whatever. And these were bigger jobs, not just, you know, like a Walmart commercial that I was getting paid, you know, a you weren't spending amount. your entire check exactly. on one right. thing. Of course yeah. not. But I will say that that's another reason that after Project Dex came out, I remember like I had a lump sum of money. And because of that, I remember thinking, wow, I'm not going to just spend it. Because the reason why people become broke is because each time you get paid, you spend it. And it's like yeah. at one point I sat down with my mom like, why did you let me spend all of my money? And she's like, you said it was your money and you wanted to do with it what you wanted. And I said, that's fine, but you're going to have to learn the hard way. And mm-hmm. I totally did to where like now I'm like frugal when I don't need to be and like I've got coupons for CVS where my <laughs> friends are like what are you 80 and I'm like 30 percent off so it's, it's true it's like because I then I had to I got to a point where after X came out and did really well and then like three years later I wasn't getting residual checks anymore I wasn't doing you know and I didn't have a show that I'm on consistently where I'm getting residuals so I had to go get a normal job having a studio film come out like two years ago. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, being yeah. recognized at like a job where it's like, I'm very proud to be an actor. I love what I do and I'll do whatever I have to do in between to get the next job. That sounded kind of gnarly. But, um, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. true. I whatever, mind. Kirby? Like, I meant waiting tables. Shit, Matt. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but uh, it's true. It's like, I'll do what I need to do. You know, I'll go and get like the call center jobs, which I've done. Like, the ch- you're really getting yelled at all day, every yeah. day. Right, you know, yeah. like, the shitty jobs that are really, really tough because I want to be able to do whatever I can to then be able to just audition and focus on that. Yeah. You sure, know? Yeah. So, but I really did learn the hard way. There's a reason why. At one point, I was like, wait, where did all that money go? Oh, right. I spent it every single time I booked a job. It's like, I wow. should just kind of learn to love that I'm getting money as, and let that be the reward, you yeah. know, not spend it and then have like, I don't know, a bag or something that's in my apartment that, it, yeah, it's a nice bag, but that's it. It's just a thing. Yeah. yeah. Speaking you know. of that, can you talk a bit about the Coogan account and kind of how that came about? Yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people are aware of that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is a cool story. Um, yeah. it's, Except well, for poor Jackie sad. Coogan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I always think about the Macaulay Culkin story as well. Yeah. Right. It's one or of the Gary Coleman reasons. is another big one. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He's doing fine now. He's got that commercial going. He's fine. Well, he's dead now. But well, <laughs> he was fine. <laughs> he, he would have been. Gary Coleman's been dead up. for like five years. He's fine in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you get residuals in heaven, you better. <laughs> you better get residuals in heaven. Um, Matt, I'm build your pyramid. You're bringing us down. <laughs> 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 it got heavy. Um, anyway, basically, the Coogan account is to... Um, 
protect young actors that are like, you know, child stars, whatever, teenagers, however old you are. Um, it basically takes, what's the percentage? Is it 20% or something? Some, it's a percentage some out of whatever check that you get um, while you're young and you're acting, and they save it, and you can't touch it, and no one else can until you're 18 years old. That's awesome. So, and it's really important for a lot of people because there's a lot of people in this industry, not me, because I had to beg my mom to get me to do this, and I know a lot of my friends did too, but there are a lot of people in the industry that aren't as lucky and have been kind of forced upon doing it right. or not even that some of them I'm sure don't mind it but they don't love it yeah. you know and um, their parents are doing it because they want the money and you know so it's really sad and I've seen that I mean not firsthand but I've seen and heard about it happen a lot so the Coogan thing is really really cool and I think it's really important uh, Matt what is who is Coogan yeah what, explain what that part he's a I don't know. child actor back in I think the 40s maybe even earlier most famous as Uncle Fester yeah <laughs> later oh on in life. yeah yeah. Shit. yeah, but as a kid, he was yeah. a child star, uh, and basically his parents, his family took all his money, and he yeah. was basically broke, and he became an adult. Yeah, and he's he like, started, okay, you had all this money, and then Charlie where's Chaplin's the kid? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy so he's like, where's all the money I made from right. all these movies? And they're like, oh, sorry, spent it. Yeah. You know. You're and then they were like, okay, we got to do Tough something luck, to protect ugly. these kids. Good luck getting a job. Yeah. Yeah. So the state of California <laughs> passed a law back you know, whatever it was in the 40s, I think. And then they said, okay, if you are a child and you uh, are in the movie business, then we're going to put some money aside that nobody can touch until you turn 18. And then it's yours, and then you can do what you want with the money. Right. And that's what happened. And then there have been cases where that got abused in, in some ways, like you mentioned, like Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know, other cases like that um, sure where, Temple, you know, Gary I Coleman. Went through that, too. I'm yeah, sure. So, but even after the laws were passed, there were problems like, say, Gary Coleman, his parents. Because I think at one time it was like your parents would get the money uh, and then, they, and then they could control it. But then Gary Coleman happened and then it, his parents blew all the money or whatever. So yeah. then they've done all the things now to where it's pretty much locked in. Like they just put it aside. It's an escrow bearing yeah, escrow account. Like, nobody, nobody touches touch it. it. Nobody can touch yeah. it but yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then when you're 18, you then you get it. Right. Like you can't even that. borrow against it. You can't do anything. It's like it's there yeah. and you'll get it when you get it. Yeah. A lot of people buy their first car when they, yeah, were you, get their were, Coogan. Like, I mean, just looking at some of the early credits of, like, some of the <laughs> stuff that you did in the beginning, like Zoe 101 and then Hannah Montana, mm-hmm. um, were you, was was there, a, like, a thing, were you trying to get a show, like, on Disney Channel or on Nick as a series regular, or how was that? I mean, sh- shit, yeah, that would have been bitching, but at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, I was, like, 14, 15, and you can't do a lot at that age you're not like allowed to do a lot at that age you know um so all of my auditions would be for disney and nickelodeon which you know nothing's wrong with that but at the end of the day i kind of wanted to sink my teeth into something you know um i I mean we're going to talk about your more serious roles shortly but uh i mean you're a seriously talented actor can we pitch Bitch and Blanton. Bitch and Blanton. Absolutely. I'd watch that reality show. <laughs> Bitch and Blanton. I love it. Um, when you were on Zoe 101, did you get to work with Jamie Lynn Spears? Uh, I met her briefly, very yeah. briefly. Was she pregnant at the time? She was not. Okay. She was not pregnant. Did you get did her you pregnant? With, did you work with Aaron Sanders? <laughs> uh, I've. M- she's friends with Carter. I've met her briefly through a bunch of other people. Uh, I don't think we met on set, though. I met Victoria. Victoria. Though. Yeah. Victoria's great. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She, I had known through other people. She had done a, sh- uh, sp- no, oh, that's the second time that I met her. Yeah, she's cool. She's, cause she's worked with both Brit in the first time, and then she's worked with my friend Thomas Mann. She's worked with a bunch of my friends, actually, Victoria. All right, now you did two episodes of Hannah Montana, or more. More? Um, I did only two. Only two episodes. Now, when you were working on, on Hannah Montana, this is one of those shows that 
has now changed the, the i mean this this woman has changed the face of music like she has you know really sunk her you know teeth and her <laughs> face into everything who are I'm, we talking about uh miley cyrus so when you uh when you, okay all right sorry is that too much? Was that a weird intro? <laughs> no, I just go to it. It's Keep going. It. No, it's good. I'm just trying to. Yeah. I would love to hear your question because I have. Now so we're much waiting I'd love to hear to how say. she Please. changed the face of music. She changed the face of music. Did she? she? Did she really? Did she really, Stephen? <sighs> I don't know. And now I feel like that. She w- twerked with. Yes, Hannah Montana was a big Robin deal. Um, I, on the other <laughs> hand, Wait, hang on a second. Just, just so we're on the same page with this. Uh, the other day, I was at an event and I ran into what's his name? Uh, Robin the guy Thicke. from. The guy from uh, Scooby Doo and uh, Scream, oh, Matthew, uh, Lillard. Matthew Lillard, I love him. and yeah. I said, Matthew Lillard, I love you so much. I'd love to have you on the podcast. I'm a huge SLC punk fan. Mm-hmm. And great movie. movie. And yeah. Great went, movie. And he went, Really? Are you? And I went, Yeah, I am. And I, it's a great movie. And he goes, Is it great? <laughs> and I went, Yeah, it's great. It's good. It's a good movie. And he goes, Well, it's always nice to meet someone with bad taste. <laughs> And I was like, son of a bitch. I was like, I really yeah. did like the movie. I, I did too. Shit, do I have bad but taste? He, he's not a big fan of his older I, stuff. I freely admit that oh, I Oh, yeah, because now he's such a serious actor. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very serious... Well, he's, he's, I'm just yeah, saying, come I on. I don't, yeah. My yeah. thing is never bite the hand that feeds you. Sure. Okay? Yeah. That's, that movie got him a lot of opportunities. So yeah. if someone comes up to me and says, dude, you were awesome in Hannah Montana, I'm going to say, dude, thank you so much. That was forever ago. I've changed a lot, worked a lot, but thank you so much. <laughs> I you know, did yeah. my best as a 16-year-old. You know? I totally get. I totally like, get. It. It's Come on. the best of both worlds. But like oh, Miley, si- yeah. Miley Cyrus. That I got that joke. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> my, oh my god! But the, like Miley Cyrus went from like being like uh, she was like one of the first that I I feel like I've really seen huge child star go from being a child star where mm-hmm. she's like hi y'all nice to see y'all to like being like sticking her tongue out. And having, here's my vagina. Yeah. Here's my vagina. Yeah. Here I'm wearing a giant penis on stage. You yeah. know, like, you wouldn't think that would work. Yeah, <laughs> for her it did. For her yeah. it did, though. It really did. It, I it think I'm going to take a different path. Wait a minute, I, sex sells. Yeah. I just <laughs> haven't seen. I haven't seen it happen on that scale in my no, life. No, she definitely did, from did something completely different. Because she percent she managed to maintain a huge fan base. A lot of people have that drop off where they're like they're a big star as a kid and they become oh, yeah. an adult and then it's just sort of either dries up or it changes substantially. Well, especially when you switch gears that hard. But yeah, I mean, yeah. she went. You know. Yeah, yeah, and so, she's still a huge star, just as big as she ever was. Which is I don't know. I'm not the biggest maybe. fan. All right, well, yeah. I'm not a tell me, fan. You, well, of you, please tell me about the show. I'm just saying. Tell me about being on the show. So was she me mean on set? Was she the, uh, the whole thing. a bad coworker? She's very young. This is her first thing, and um, it was her show. Mm-hmm. Um, she made that very clear. And um, yeah, I was supposed to be doing more episodes, and I didn't. Uh, so. Did she only respect what? authority figures with mullets? Is that it? Uh, I don't even think she respected her father okay. at that time of her life. Were I you, don't know. Were you uh, she didn't want me to be on any more episodes. Is it because you were like, too cute? Matt! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's but she's, totally why. She's, That's got to be uh, why. Was she jealous? That, you'll have to ask her. She's very difficult. She was very Miley, difficult Miley, do the podcast age. so I can ask you that. <laughs> she was very difficult at that age. Um, it was her first show. She wanted to be the main thing, mm-hmm. the star the you know most attention given and that's totally fine i was like i get it i'm the awkward blonde i'll be over here like psh. but the thing is, is she was really close with mitchell at that time and i was playing his uh girlfriend mm. so it became like very what's interesting is you know we're very it was I, we we're all very young she was younger than i am and um you know the fact that she got to make some of those choices um 
business-wise because of personal relationships, oh. I found extremely inappropriate slash uh, yeah. unprofessional. Well, you can't let a so. kid run But that's just show. me. I don't yeah. know. I also have run into her since. And yeah, she's, I don't know, she's not very nice to me. But, you know, she's very nice to some other Whoa. girls, very nice to some other girls. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> I've seen the photos on the internet. That's amazing. <laughs> That's an incredible, what an incredible situation. What, like, anyway, I'm just saying, like, that whole little spiel, I was like, well, ans- ask me the question because I'm ready to answer. <laughs> That's am- That's incredible. Well, let me tell you this. I'm 100% on Team Kirby when it comes to the Kirby yeah, versus Miley Cyrus fight. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I just, at the end of the day, I'm just like, it's, I don't. There's no reason to be competitive as females. We should all empower each other. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I I think we were also very young. I'm sure if the circumstances were now, I doubt that she would have been that way. But it's it yeah, was very petty and jealous, and we were very young, and she was very young and had a lot of power at a very young age. Um, you were I would b- never you were blonde girls on the on the same show. Like, was there a weird? Emily wasn't that way with me. Emily Osment was never that way with me. So yeah. Yeah, well, that's weird. I don't know. What a, what a strange, what a strange. Well, situation. I really do cop it up to her, her being just very young and kind of it was a maturity level thing. Yeah, that happens. I mean, I had been doing like stuff like this, commercial work, acting, modeling, and stuff since for a long time, even in Texas before I came out here. This was she flew out to tennis from Tennessee for the Hannah Montana audition, and yeah. because her dad was willing to do it, that's one of the main reasons they were so excited about her. She was the youngest one out of any of us. We all auditioned for that part. Mm-hmm. Every single friend of mine, I auditioned for the main part and the best friend. Oh, every wow. Friend I of didn't mine, realize that it was Every created. single person in this town auditioned mm-hmm. for Hannah Montana. Oh, my It was God. not created around Miley Cyrus. I, I always thought that every was single, created I auditioned for her. three, like everyone did. We all had to sing and stuff. And then at one point, she came, flew from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really close friends with Mitchell at this time. And he got the part completely separately, but then got to like test with her or get to know her. So she came out to Oakwood at one point and Mitchell and I were hanging out and like this little itty bitty girl, tiny, tiny, tiny came out and she's like, ha, and she had like three teeth. And I was just yeah. like, who the are you? And I was like, this is uh, Miley. Uh, I think she's going to be Hannah Montana. And I had auditioned a bunch and a bunch of my other friends had too. And I was just like, oh shit, damn, you got that part? She's like, yeah, I don't know, you know, my dad and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, who's her dad? And it was like, her dad is Billy Ray Cyrus. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So it's kind of, it was like a two for one, if you will. Yeah, because then they get Billy Ray and they get her. That's incredible. That's an incredible story. I had, I've never heard that before. Yeah. I really thought that it was created built, around her. Built yep. and created yeah. she around was absolutely her. Absolutely no one. Wow. Shit. And then she came in, and like I said, I worked on like the second or third episode of the very first season, and she pretended like she didn't remember meeting me at Oakwood. Oh, and, no. Um, and, uh, yeah, she pretended like she was like hot shit or whatever. I'm like, girlfriend, this is your first show ever. And, yes, it did turn out to be an immense, huge hit. So I can't say anything because yeah. it did. But hey, at that but time, she didn't know that that was going to happen. Yeah, but you know what? Um, a lo- there's, there's some confusion I think when it comes to Disney and Nickelodeon, that they uh, put shows on the air and hope that they do well. That's not, not how those all. networks work. Not at all. Those th- they're not like CBS, NBC, things like that. No. Like those like those networks, like they create calculated. a comedy. Yeah, they put it out there. They hope that they get an if audience. If it doesn't, they'll get another one next season. Yeah, no big deal. That's not how Nick and Disney work. They create a show. And they they decide whether or not that show is going to make a lot of money or not. The they put in a certain amount of effort to each show. The yeah. more effort they put into it, the better it'll yeah. get. Yeah, and it's the same. And and money and advertising, all of that. Oh no, especially with kids. Kids with are singing, so when susceptible. Oh yeah, like you think that first season of of Hannah Montana uh, was uh, that they would have they had backpacks in Target. Mm-mm. You know, be- no, because they thought the it was first gonna season. Be successful. If you go back and look at it, it's like kind of shitty. 
I mean, yeah. it's true. It's just they didn't have the money. They didn't have. They weren't putting their full attention towards it because they weren't for sure that they were going to get their payment back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. It was, yeah. So I don't know. Wow. I don't know. It's weird to me. Like those networks, they sit down. They're like, "Hey, kids of America." This is going to be your new best friend on TV. We're we're deciding this is who you're going to like. Like they just they determine because they this spend, is the this is going to be your star. They spend a lot of money yeah. making sure that 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 is what it is. It's not. I don't feel like it's the same way with cartoons as much for no. for their stuff. No, but with live action stuff, I've seen it again and again and again where well, they go. This is what you this is what you love, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Like with yeah. Sam and Cat, with Jeanette and uh, yeah. and Ariana, they were like, oh, yeah. "We're gonna make this the biggest show ever on Nickelodeon. Everyone's gonna love it." And very quickly, everyone was like, "Yeah, this is weird." And yeah. those girls don't like each other. Yeah, which you they can don't. Tell. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and then everyone. Kind of started yeah. backing up. Well, but. even with like with Miley, she had to play a part because even when like she had to have her flippers in, she didn't have a full <laughs> grown set of teeth yet. So this is like I'm dead <laughs> serious. Season one, That's she had to wear them? flippers. That's a teen. Flippers. It's a children. It's fake teeth. Yeah, that's what they call them. Is that like that My Perfect Smile commercial I see on TV all the time? Have you seen those? Uh, they're they're like that except expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, by the way, that's the best. Look it up on YouTube. It's $15, and it's a set of fake teeth you can wear, and they talk about how, like, it'll change your life, and it's the funniest commercial I've ever seen. <laughs> it's great. It sounds they're, they're, they're the most ridiculous looking things you'll what's, ever see. What's the company called? I think it's My Perfect Smile. That's right, guys. Uh, this episode's <laughs> been brought to you by My, My Perfect Smile. smile. <laughs> My Perfect Smile, if you, you want. You have to take them out when you eat your Little Caesars pizza. Yeah, there we go. Um, now, you made, uh, like, in your... In your career history, we there's a, a solid jump. Oh yeah, entourage. Entourage was my jump. That is a jump. Yeah, did you I'm feel so it? thankful for that. Did no, I wanted to get out of that for so long because I'm like a tomboy and I kind of like I curse. I have brothers, so the girl that I always needed to play on Disney Channel and Nickelodeon isn't who I am at all. I might look that way because of my hair and like how I act or not how I act, right, how yeah. I look. Yeah. But then when I open my mouth, it's a goddamn fucking difference. <laughs> so, so how was that? Did you feel the leap jumping? Um, I just remember going into the Entourage audition with a bunch of girls that were a lot older than me and I was still a minor and um, I just remember being like, shit. And I love the show. My brother liked the show. So I was just like, okay, this is going to be really cool. Um, I got the job. They even said at one point, they're like, look, we weren't supposed to hire minors for this, but we loved you. And I was like, uh, okay. And it happened to be that I played like the hot girl at the party at this one party, which it's actually like one of the best episodes, I think, of Entourage. Um, it was called One Day in the Valley, and it's when they go yeah, to the valley a, party. Oh, yeah. He has his almost famous moment on the top of the roof. Of course. I played the hot girl at that party. Oh, my God. So the amazing. best part <laughs> is that it was supposed to be one day of shooting, and in the episode, it's supposed to be the hottest day in the valley. Yeah. It happened to be freezing and raining, so I got to work three or four days as opposed to just one. Oh, okay. so got to sick. meet Jeremy Piven. Kevin Connolly helped me with my homework. My set teacher kept getting mad at him for helping me <laughs> my homework like oh my god i got this one dude fired because he came up it was like a barbecue party right and i'm a minor still but i'm playing a high school student yeah. um this one guy thought it would be funny to put um like a hot dog uh a wiener you know mm-hmm. edible yeah. hot dog um in his board shorts as if it was his um schlong right like through his you know and look up and say hey look at me and i was like what the and i told one ad or one ad saw it and goes she's a minor and he got at asked to leave set like like that Whoa. so yeah it was really yeah it was crazy but that was such a cool experience for me because it was the first time I got to actually like be on like a big I call it my big girl set experience because yeah. everyone was actually treating me like an adult and you know I actually S- some to a criminal level yeah someone, <laughs> someone flashed me a hot dog so I was like I 
I've made it. Yeah, yeah totally. I was sexually harassed on set. I am respected now I, as an actor. I <laughs> love it. That's awesome. Did that kind of make you, like, as far as, like, figuring out kind of your path after that? It, did you kind of yeah, stick to that? Yeah, I realized I wanted to do kind of, not more serious, not that Entourage is serious, but I really wanted to do, I, like, three main things. I wanted to do drama, comedy, and action, like, yeah, I mean, for the you, rest of my life. You you went on to do, I mean, In Betweeners, which is... Oh, yeah, that was comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Comedy, but also kind of dirty. Yeah, it's definitely know? dirty. That didn't do too well, though. Yeah, well, MTV, they're very cool, though. It's a they're cool very place to cool. Work. I love MTV. I, just, I do. It just, it's because of, it was an English show first and it just didn't didn't translate it didn't translate at all yeah that's understandable yeah um what about uh what about the movie scar or ball don't ball don't lie ball don't lie yeah yeah. what is ball don't lie yeah it's about it's about this basketball player i guess that's like a terminology like ball don't lie like if the ball bounces off and doesn't go in they say ball don't lie uh, There's a, a similar movie about testicular cancer. <laughs> 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 a lot of people don't, ah, don't get true. confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't in that one. Yeah. Um, no, that was a movie. It was really great. That went to Tribeca, and that's actually how I got signed with William Morris at a very young age. Which one, Scar or Ball Don't Lie? Ball Don't Lie. Scar was my very first movie I've ever done. Um, it's on Netflix now. I that turned was, 16. Uh, that's that was the, uh, Scar about. It's the prequel to The Lion King. <laughs> yes. It's a... Uh, <laughs> About Scar Mufasa. Yeah, Ball Don't Lie is Ludacris and Roseanne Arquette. <laughs> yeah, and Ludacris lots of other is in that. There's a bunch people. of a bunch of people in that one. That's that's all like a long ass time ago. Uh, yeah. Most recently though, I just did. Um, well, oh, I worked with oh, Eli too. No, oh, wait we'll a get second. Okay. We're getting there. Project X. Let's <laughs> oh, go to yeah, Project X. X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this this was a breakout movie for you. Yeah. This is a big. This was a big movie. It was also a breakout movie for a guy that we know from stand-up, Jonathan Daniel Brown. You oh. know Jonathan? Oh, God. He's such Unfortunately. a piece of work. Yeah, he yeah. really is. That's a one. He word has for not it. made a lot of friends in the comedy community. I'll really? Tell you that. Matt, why? 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 Did you ever hear about it? the meltdown he had at Chris Neff's room? Oh, what? I've heard some stories, but not comedies. Like He's from like he got stories. he got punched on stage. What? At uh, the <laughs> Firefox. Oh shit! There's a bar show. <laughs> In the Valley that oh we've all done That's a bunch why I of times. Don't go to his shows anymore. And uh, he was antagonized. He got on stage and he started just yelling at the crowd and antagonizing them to the point where somebody walked up to him on stage and punched him in the face. <laughs> and oh he had God. been such a dick to everyone me. else involved in the show. <laughs> That nobody went to help him in any way oh because they're just God. like fuck that guy. So he ran wow. out of the room, and then uh, he started like uh, calling people on the show. He's like, "Hey, how come you guys didn't help me out?" Whatever. And they're just like, "Well, because you're a dick," and yeah. they didn't care. Oh my god! And then he was like gonna sue somebody over. It's like, but it's like <laughs> you're gonna sue comedians who don't have any money. Like you're the most successful financially out of all the comedians here, and you're broke. So yeah. also, nobody has any money. With his parents um, up until the afterwards after the movie came out. So all of us had wow. spent a lot of our mov- movie money on rent. Yeah, yeah. And he lived with his parents up until maybe like four or five years ago. So oy, I mean, I'm oy, sure oy. he has. That's not fair because all of my residual, all of my residuals went to. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's got to pay his actual money bills. Still, yeah. So yeah. But also, just funny story about JB. Please. Fucking um, the guy in Project X with the flamethrower. Yeah. He is a big comedian, I guess. Used to do a Yeah. He, yeah. Jonathan, JB used to drive him around. Used to be his assistant. Oh, that's a whole lot of crazy in one oh car. And God. so imagine showing up on set. Shapiro, yeah, he shows up on set and he goes, uh, 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 JB. Uh, I know you. He used to, he drove me around. That's a good impression. That's actually a pretty that's good a, that's a pretty solid impression. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, guys. I'm impressed. 
Thanks, guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, JB is a piece of work. Although I will say he is probably one of the only, I mean, Miles and I will text randomly. I'll say congratulations because he's a big-ass movie star now. But um, he's the only one that will text me back, though. I mean, Thomas is super busy and working on a bunch of movies. He has Skulls Island about to come out, Skull Kong Island, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he won't text me back. He thinks he's cooler than me. So I will say, <laughs> I will say, no, it's true. Aww. We all were nobodies when this Aww. movie came out. So yeah. it means a lot. No, I'm not. I don't need the pity. Good for him. I always, anytime a movie comes out for him, I text him and say congratulations. But JB and I are the only ones that will still, if he needed something right now, I'd be there. Wow. We had that happen with uh, Whitney Cummings. We were all like friends with her. I love Whitney. She's cool. And then uh, she became a star and then she just dropped all her old friends. (laughs) Yeah, it happened. Well, she dropped you. She dropped you. She didn't have a lot of comics come in to audition for her shows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. My friend oh, worked Matt. on that show too. Actually, I've heard really great Matt, things. You about took that one right no, in the I, face. It's, I'll say this: like, I, I helped her get her first reel on MySpace back in the day. Like, wow. she gave me the DVD, and I ripped it to my computer, put it on MySpace for. Her. And then it was she went on Howard Stern, and I sent her an email on MySpace, like, "Hey, congratulations, her on Stern. That was great." She wrote, "Hey, thanks a lot, Matt. That was great." And then uh, she got to do her first roast. And then she went to Howard Stern again to promote that one. And I said, hey, I heard you on Howard Stern. That was congratulations. And she just never wrote back. And then it was from then on, it was like you never I mean, there maybe Well, maybe it's because you were writing her on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was still a thing at that time. I'm just kidding. I'm the, just kidding. Uh, it was a true. thing. There's friends that I have I wrote her on Friendster. And I wrote her on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and Earthlink. Yeah. Uh, there's friends of mine are friends in Texas. Prodigy. I wrote her on Prodigy. They came out of, they came out of the woodworks that I didn't respond to. But that's because they were mean to me in high school. There's a difference. I yeah. Anyone who comes like. I, the ones that come out of the woodworks and are like, oh, my God, Kirby, congratulations. I'm like, you were such a bitch to me in high school. So oh, yeah. Yeah. that's different. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have I have people that I've cut off. Oh, I'm just, and it feels so good. To. It feels yeah. so good. You're just I like. I tell them you were such a bitch to me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I did. <laughs> Why are you congratulating me now? You hate me. You yeah. hated me. Congratulations on being wrong about me. Um, <laughs> Tom, uh, Thomas Mann has gone. He's gone on to do some stuff. Do you talk that's who him? I was just talking about. You were just about. talking about him? Yeah, oh, well, f- well, fuck that. No, no, no. He's a great guy. I just think he's. He's very busy. Uh, he's busy. He's doing being things. Being politically correct. Yeah, I want Miles Teller too. He's busy wow. being that, politically that correct. A, I'm. I said oh, he's yes. busy. I'm being politically correct. Right. Saying it, you're I very. I just pictured him in like a chamber. <laughs> where it's like I can't say anything. He's got I a vest on. No, yeah, Miles actually is really. He's great. He'll. he'll tell text me about me back. making that movie. What was that movie like? Because as far so well, tell me about making that movie. Here's here's why. Uh, this is what I know about it. What I know about it is that you guys shot the whole movie. And then had to, was, go back. had to go back and shoot a lot very of it again. It was yeah. very expensive. Very. And it was produced by someone. Todd Phillips. By Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips is the man. Um, I had to audition for him like 16 times. At first I was supposed to be like the hot girl. And then they realized I was too like close. I did a table read with Joel Silver and everyone. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, she's got she's too like chummy with the boys. She can't be the mean hot girl. So then I'm now like the best friend who we kind of end up with in the end. So there's a lot of stuff that moved around. And once they found the main people that they wanted to be in it, then they kind of wrote it for us. So mm-hmm. then I became cool. Kirby. I wasn't wow. Betty. It was my name was going to be Betty. Then same with like Thomas became Thomas. That was his name mm-hmm. in the movie. And they wrote our characters for us. Wow. So then we That's would awesome. go through each scene in the movie and rewrite it kind of how Kirby would do it or how Thomas would do it and stuff like that and go through each scene. Like, there was a multiple alternate endings and stuff, and we did a lot of different stuff, and it was all improv, basically. Um, it was, yeah, it's, it was a lot of work, but it was mostly because it was just us being us and just put in those circumstances. Wow. So, but it was crazy. And then we also had, because of the party stuff, we had two 
weeks of straight night shoots where you go at 6 p.m. and then they send you home with breakfast at 6 a.m. and then you sleep and then come back. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, seven days a week. So yeah, those are That's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. But it's like it's crazy because we weren't allowed. We had a lot, a lot of conversations with producers and stuff about how we're not allowed to drink or do anything like that. Of course, there's 300 extras that are coming with their own yeah. fun party stuff in their little backpacks. Yeah. So they're all fucked up all the time. And we are getting in trouble saying, you can't get fucked up because then they will. And we're like, they already are. <laughs> so, you know, it was wow. crazy. But at one point, I just like, I don't need to drink. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm just like, they're like thumping track because you don't know what music is going to be played when obviously so they just have to go um, um, and that's what you have to dance to yeah right (laughs) because and so at one point they're just like thumb track and we're all just like (laughs) like pretending to dance we're exhausted so it's not hard to pretend to be delirious or drunk or high when i'm like you know ready to go to sleep i'm like thumb track uh, fuck you guys. Like, I'm so sick of this fucking thumb track. Holy <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, it was crazy, yeah. But it was so much fun. And then when it came out, it was like such a big hit that like everyone was, I don't know, I'm very, very grateful to be involved in it. I mean, I worked yeah. my ass off, so I think I... It made a lot of money. I, yeah. And, and and it wasn't made for a lot either. Not at all. No, yeah. and I'm still getting residuals. I'm very, very fortunate. Dude, so HBO awesome. plays it. MTV yeah. plays it. So I'm very, very fortunate. God bless. That's I'm that very proud of it. Yeah, so cool. thank you. I loved, I loved it. I liked, like, I would have gone to see it if I wasn't a part of it for sure. Hell yeah. Um, we have to talk about uh, the scariest thing I've ever seen. When did you, just, did you recently see it? No, 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 no. Uh, Kirby, I watched this uh, right when it, when it came out on demand. I didn't go see it in the theater. Okay. I watched it on demand. Better that um, way, probably. Yeah, and I watched it during the day That's because I didn't want to watch it at nighttime because I am a very uh, soft, emotional person and I get You're sensitive. I, You're I'm a delicate sensitive. flower. I'm a delicate flower. And uh, and so watching scary movies, not not easy for me to watch, especially, especially at nighttime. Were you alone? I was by myself. Okay. I, I turned it on during the middle of the day, and I watched the film in the middle of the day. And uh, that movie gave me this movie gave me actual nightmares where I went to sleep and I had fucking nightmares Aww. for a few days Did because of this film. Did you think you were film. gonna get eaten? I I gotta be honest with you. The mo- this movie we're talking about is the Green Inferno, which was an Eli Roth film, and you're in it, and 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 it's fucking terrifying. It and is. It, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, you need to. Get the movie, buy the movie, yeah. and then watch it yeah. because it will fuck your brain up. Yeah, like, that's crazy. They should have made the tag the Green Inferno. It will fuck your brain <laughs> up because it, it, like, it really. I think was. our tag is "No good deed goes unpunished." Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a film. I, uh, Mike, have you seen the film? I have not. Yet. Okay, and Matt has not seen the film. No. I've, I've seen, seen the it. film, and you've seen <laughs> the film. Here's what the film is about, guys. It is about uh, a team of of Greenpeace like you know types activists, activists who sure. go to the College rainforest students. to like save. Uh, like There's a this piece village. Of the, a it's village. this village that's going to be um, you know construction workers are coming to like abolish it or whatever, and um, they decide instead of just doing like some you know. Um, protest picketing type thing that they're going to actually, you know, go there and do something about it, you know? It's the whole idea of the beginning of the movie is, you know, one tweet, a retweet won't save... Right. You know, some village in the jungle in the Amazon, you have to actually do something about it. So it's it. a lot like right. the last Rambo. I think, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you ain't changing it's nothing. It's word for word just there. like that film. <laughs> it is just like <laughs> Rambo. In fact, it's I exactly am Rambo. Like Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> I would see that movie. You think I'm kidding? I would fucking make.
make that it's movie. It's over, Kirby. I, I will it's sleep over. in the man Chinese parking lot waiting Perfect. for tickets. I'll be there to too. See that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. But yeah, so they decide instead of just like doing the whole, you know, social media thing that they're going to actually go there right. and do something about it. And what happens is the village that they were um, intending to save so, or whatever yeah. um, basically takes them hostage um, <laughs> right. or takes them captive well, or whatever. Well, wait a second. Well, they, before, okay, go ahead. On. Okay. So they go, they go, they're trying to save, they're trying to save about. this village and mm-hmm. then uh, they, they kind of win. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they, they we make, did it. Yeah. they do a live stream. <laughs> the live stream gets seen all over the world and everyone's like, oh CNN my God. CNN picks it yeah. up. You they're know. like, we're going to yeah. stop uh, cutting down the, the, the trees and knocking the down stuff, the Amazon for today. Like, we're going to, we're going to stop. Right. And so everyone's like, yay. They get in their plane to fly home or to fly away. Back, and we're all cheering, like having yeah. cervezas, you know, partying and, and shit. Sure. As proud. they're flying, hands down, the most like incredible. Uh, I'm so proud of this special effect I've ever seen in my life. It when wasn't it comes special to special effects, no, no, it wasn't. They they did it for real, like like basically. No, it was. It was we yeah. got into an airplane that went 360s. I I literally hit my head like four times. A body was flying on it, the plane crashes. Bodies are flying out yeah. of the plane physically, and it's not done in an effect. It's done like like on screen in wow. camera where people are being had a yanked guy out. Yeah, actually, be yanked out. He had like this parachute thing that went, and it actually, yeah, all of it was real. Like we're in oh the Amazon, so let's just say SAG wasn't there. Yeah. Um, we got away with some shit. Yeah. <laughs> let's just say my safety was in Four jeopardy. Four stuntmen died. Yeah. Four. Our, our safety was, yeah. So they they uh, they end up getting captured by the group that they were trying to save, and that group puts them in these bamboo cages, and then one one at a time, they uh, this group of they're, uh, people, they're cannibals. Their cannibals eat eat these so Americans. So they take us yeah. hostage or whatever. They're all painted too. The the real the two really there's like three really good stories about this actually is Please that the villagers those are real villagers. They've never once seen a movie before. We showed them their very first film. It was Cannibal Holocaust, and they laughed the whole time. They thought it was funny. <laughs> um, you showed them Cannibal Holocaust. That was Eli's idea. And I also had to see it, which I did not appreciate. Thank you very much, Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but so that they would get an idea of what, what they a were movie making. Is. Oh, no, yeah, even what just what a movie is. They don't have electricity. Is. They don't. Yeah. They've never seen running water. They don't have. They don't have cold drinks. This village where we went, it took us an hour drive and an hour boat ride just to get to where they were. At one time, at one point, Eli is like scouting or whatever, and they're on this river, and he goes, "Wait, what's all the way down there?" And um, the guy, um, what's his name? Coco, or whatever, who had kind of done some scouting for him <laughs> beforehand, goes up and he goes, oh, that's just a little village, you know. And he's like, well, can we go? He's like, oh, it's untouched land. Like, they've never, it's never, they don't have electricity, they don't have anything. And they're like, he goes, that's where I want to shoot. Coco's like, what? No, they're, it's an indigenous <laughs> they tribe. Don't, yeah. They don't They don't even do any, like, no, you can't do that. They're, it's almost like a what? world. If we stop there, we're not allowed to give them things because there's a hierarchy. If we gave one little girl a piece of candy, like, then they would all, there's, it's a whole system that if we came in, it would be ruined. I know, it's crazy. Wow. So, so for you're two saying you ruined straight, a no, poor we village. Didn't ruin it. <laughs> He's so negative. <laughs> trying, to, trying to make uh, a movie about saving the, um, civilization. The, no, you we didn't ruin it. One. It's just we kind of t- 
were bothersome to them for a little bit. But we um, <laughs> we built them. Wow, you are learning steel, from our new press secretary. <laughs> hang on, hang on a we second. We built them. I know. I'm trying to tell a story. We built no. them steel roofs and stuff. We built them a kitchen and stuff. So we helped them a lot. But I'm just saying that yes, we changed their pattern of living for a little bit for two weeks. So they. I'm w- picturing like a 1960s kitchen, like a full-on like nice kitchenette. Like, I never saw show. it. All I know is we were eating lunch there, so we built them a kitchen so that we could eat too. <laughs> um, Holy crap! Wait, this this is mind blowing now because I wanted to shoot a movie th- about making the movie. I think a lot of people would go see that because it was this crazy. I went to a Peruvian hospital twice because I had an allergic reaction to the bug bites. Oh I yeah, you could totally alive, have sold alive. like the behind the scenes yeah. stuff for this. Yeah. So we went to this real village, and these villagers were those cannibals. We taught them how to be. You talk about an act. Be basically. extras. So the oh guys my that are God. me by the, you know, the very beginning when I'm getting out of the boat. Yeah. He was Fausto. He was so sweet. And anytime when he's pretending to be rough with me or whatever, anytime after when they would say, Cote, Cote, he would be like, and I'm like, I'm good. We can't speak wow. the same. He doesn't even speak Spanish. He speaks Quechua. This is outrageous. I know. I wish we had another hour. But so for real, he would be like, are you okay? And the older women, they were so sweet. They had never seen like a girl with long blonde hair before. So in between takes, it's the hottest ever. It's like 100 degrees and humidity is ridiculous. So I'm just sweating profusely, right? They would pull my hair off my neck and blow on my neck. Never once did I mention to them that I was hot. Did I? How could I? I can't speak Keshwa. Mm-hmm. They saw we can commun we communicated without speaking. Wow! I can't believe it. So the, and the women that you were afraid of, right? The women with the eye and the uh, the yeah. nicest lady ever. And then the scary guy, the guy that's painted black. He's a comedian. He's a Chilean comedian. Okay, okay, okay. So he's so the Stephen Glickman of in Chile. <laughs> Hilarious. Seriously. No, but wait a second. So of that cast of the people that we were seeing on screen. Are you saying that most of them were not actors? They were people that were that were okay. taught how to act so for the film. The main guy who's painted black, right? The very beginning with that, or whatever he yeah, turns the around. Sca- the guy yes. with the orange. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he is a um, Chilean comedian. He's okay. huge in Chile. Okay. Um, the main woman who gets the who eats the guy's the eye, eyeball. Um, she is a big actress in Chile. Okay, okay. And then all of us actors, like me, Daryl Sabara, the redhead kid from Spy Kids. Yeah. Um, Magda Apowitz, whatever. She's a Canadian. She's nuts. Um, and then Lorenza, who is Eli's now wife. She's a big Chilean actress. So, yeah, the main people, us, we were yeah. actors. Every single other besides the woman, the main man and the woman were all the kids. Those yeah. were just kids. At one point, they would bring us stuff and be like, can we put the snake in the movie and stuff? And like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So at one point, we see Whoa. them. They're on the other. They're like in this like big, because it's, it's like a ranch slash farm. There's fucking chickens running around and stuff. So they're in the field, and they're pretending to be Eli. At one point, this one kid goes, action, corte. <laughs> like they're pretending. <laughs> so instead of playing like soccer or whatever, they're playing movie making. Where would you, wow. s- where would you guys sleep? When so you we had to get back on the boat to get back home. Otherwise, we would be stuck there. So we'd always have a backpack with like an extra change of clothes because otherwise we would have to stay um, there with them just like wherever in like one of the huts or whatever oh but it never God. got to that point it was only if it was raining it rained one day and it stopped um, long enough for us to get back on the boat and then get back on the so it was like two hours to get there and to get home every single day though so would you sleep at it like a hotel or yeah, something like that yeah we had like little hotel I mean very uh, we were not five starring it at all Whoa. I would wake up every single day there'd be dead bugs in my bed <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Those might have been presents. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I killed them. I smothered yeah. them with my sweatiness. God. So, I mean, like talk about like uh, you know, location, location, location. Like just well, wh- where were you shoot where were you actually makes, shooting? Uh it, so in Peru. In Peru. Um we oh shot most god. of it in Peru, the real stuff, and then we had a studio that we did like the airplane stuff and a few other of the we recreated that little um cage that we were in we recreated that in a studio in Chile so we did some of it but most of the stuff during the day we all did actually in Peru in that village and that's why visually it's so beautiful it's so stunning because you're seeing all this green and then all the villagers are painted red and the colors are you can't fake that it's real that's why it's so stunning and then a gross stuff happens I mean I say the movie goes (laughs) through the movie goes through like multiple different arcs it's like there's, you know, the very beginning where you're learning about, like, these, this college student and kind of the whole activism thing and, like, the lazy way to be an activist by just kind of doing it on social media and stuff. Yeah. And then um, then it goes through the whole kind of the pl- – I always say the movie kind of changes once the plane crashes, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love it's, that. It, tra- it changes completely. Then it, now we're in a horror movie. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, it's kind of just a normal movie and you don't know where it's going. And then once the plane crashes, now we're in a horror movie. I love yeah. the first time I saw that technique was uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, I love that. That's like one of my top like, the yeah. favorite movies. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's and a I've totally different movie now. I told him that because Eli's yeah. really close with him. So I've met Quentin a few times and I told him that. I was like, I just want you to know that like that's one of the movies that made me really like want to be an actor. Oh, so. that's awesome. Uh, now, um, when you when you were on set there, one of the, the big guy that dies first, that they cut his arm Aaron off. Aaron Burns. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, were you there to see that? Yeah, happen? I was. We had to be because they were f- filming our reactions at the same time because we could only do that like once and stuff. Um, so at one point, like that was probably one of the first things we filmed. And Eli's just like, "Okay, now he's eating his eye, and now he's like, he's like <laughs> talking into talking us through it." And we're just like, ah, and screaming, and crying. Uh, how, how, how did they do that? Really? He's I mean, under. So it's this big rock that he's on top of. Unfortunately, right. the day that we get there, we see we had planned everything out. Um, the inside is all carved out. Right. So his right. whole body's sitting underneath there, but it was infested with these huge ants. So we had to put like all this burlap oh. and stuff under there, and stuff. It was so bad. Every single like prosthetic thing we had in my mind, there was always an issue, because getting stuff there, and then yeah, K and B were great. They were helped a lot with our prosthetics, but it was very difficult to get things there. And then once we had them, to be in the middle of a fucking village and to assemble them and, and make with everything the heat work and, all and that. yeah, and the blood pumps and stuff. It's just very difficult. You don't have normal things like you would on a normal set, you know? Yeah. Hey, can you go back to one? There was no walkie-talkies. There was no 10-1. Oh, yeah. We had a friggin' porta potty And no hardware <laughs> store no, nearby. No, of course not, no. Sort of so yeah. it was, there was always, like, an issue. But um, with that, so after we got it to where it was safe for him to actually be in there with all of the ants and stuff, and they were fumed, fumigated out. So then we put, like, a bunch of blankets and stuff under there. Um, he basically had to have his whole, this part of his body underneath that thing with a bunch of dead ants and then they put his fake body on top that's completely ready to get chopped up mm-hmm. yeah that's the amazing. fake eye thing was basically he just closed his eye and they put this like piece of plastic prosthetic right here and a bunch of blood mm-hmm. and then the eyeball is actually you just get a melon cutter and get a pear mm-hmm. and then you get these like little stringy things and put them on top add some blood and it was like and wow. then she ate it i ate one fuck <laughs> wow! It was now, a how did how did you die in the film? I'm very proud of this. Eli had like three different ideas. At one point, I was gonna get like skinned alive and a bunch of other stuff. Um, 
spoiler alert, I guess, if anyone hasn't seen the movie, I guess I would say... You've already given away almost the entire movie, I think. It it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, we can talk about it as much as we want. Seeing it is a different story. That's true, that is true. I think even if if you do see it, it's still going to definitely affect you. Um, It's going to fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. So at one point, I was kind of devastated because I was like, what, Skin to Life, that sounds so cool. And then he goes, nope, your character's going to go a different way. It's going to do, I think... I think it would. You're gonna do what I would do in this position. And I'm like, what? And Eli's a crazy fuck. So I was just like, what is this? <laughs> is gonna, I don't know. There's two things. I will never forget this Skype session that I had with him. And he's like, A, I think your death's cooler. And B, we're adding a scene, and you're gonna hate me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the death first. <laughs> and the death I'm really excited about just because um, I kind of fall in love with this other character who's a lesbian in the film. And I mean, it doesn't actually say we fall in love or whatever, but she kind of tries to protect me and take care of me because I'm a very emotional person. I've got like. She's got meds on her all the time. She wants to take medicine. You know, she's just not very mentally stable. Uh, so this girl kind of starts to protect me. And what happens is that when um, they try to feed us at one point, and they're all saying, don't eat it. Like, it's obviously human. And they're like, no, they're not going to feed us human. They want the human stuff. They're like, it's pork scraps. Just eat it. So, and we haven't eaten. We're in a cage. So we look and um, I look at my food and I look around and I'm seeing all these kids and they've got these things on them. And I'm like, what is that? And I realized that they're my friends' tattoos that they're putting on their bodies. And then I look at my food, and it's my my girlfriend's tattoos sitting in my food. <laughs> so I then just break that. And oh, 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 oh. oh and you cut, you slit. And your I slit my throat. I realize we're on podcast. I shouldn't. Yeah. Have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I just mimed <laughs> slitting, <laughs> me your throat. slitting my throat, yeah, which is impressive. Though you guys have missed a lot of this podcast, podcast. actually. Yeah. yeah, I forget by that it no not being a video see, podcast. No one can see me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I break the bowl that my food's in and slit my throat with it. Hardcore. And I only <laughs> had one tape to do it because we only had one of the prosthetics. So we had to bury this little rock in the um, ground next to me because these things were legit, like clay, whatever. They were theirs. So, And I tried to break it a few times and it wouldn't Wait, break. so you broke their bowl? I think it was the villagers? least. I mean, we They're gave one them a fucking bowl. kitchen, They only had one bowl. bowl. We gave them a kitchen, Matt. <laughs> the community bowl you broke. It was fine. The community bowl. All right, it was a prop. <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway, so we had to make sure that I could break it because I'm, you know, whatever. So we hid this little thing and I finally got to, they even had to like do something well, underneath course. it. Sure. Yeah, 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 to where it would break. And then I got it to where I could finally do it in one. And then, yeah, it was crazy, though. And I did it in one take. It was crazy. And that oh, village is still God. gathering mud <laughs> yeah. to no, make another bowl. <laughs> they thought it was funny. They thought it was really funny watching me, like, sit my throat. They thought it was really funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then, like, afterwards, I would come and, like, show some of the older women how there's, like, a slit because it was, you know, my fake mm-hmm. neck or whatever and do like this. And they're like, oh, and they like, tried to touch it. They were fascinated by it. They thought it was the coolest wow. thing. They'd never seen it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I that mean, Eli always says there's amazing. like, there's the movie that you write, and then once you get to set and whatever, there's the movie that you actually make, and then there's the movie that you actually edit. So there's like three yeah. forms of it, you know? And I mean, I remember reading the script, and I was just like, yeah, that's never going to happen. And then we actually go there, and I'm like, holy shit, we're doing exactly what it says. And then once you edit it together, it literally did. It, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, my God. It was nuts. I know. It was, it's I, a visceral experience. Well, seeing, seeing, I had to see it multiple times because we had kind of issues with the distribution and release. It was supposed to be released in 2015, and then it was, anyway, uh, Blumhouse saved us. Um, so I always say thank you to uh, Jason Blum and Blumhouse because they saved us. But, um, yeah, um, Open Road and stuff was supposed to. But, anyway, it came out a year later, but I had then gone to, like, four or five screenings. I had been to Tribeca with it. We'd done a screening um, at the Arclight AFI Festival. So I'd seen it multiple times with an audience and stuff, and, it never, 
like ceases to amaze me how people react to it and how people react to each death and how people react to like when we first get woken up in in the boats and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I've seen it a hundred times, but still seeing or witnessing other people like, you know, yeah. see it for the first time is still pretty fun for me. I totally, I, I'm such a fan. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna talk about a couple quick more things. Uh, you were in a Chris Brown video, is oh that yeah, right, yeah. Wow, see Breezy in the building. How was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really great. Everyone asked me, Jonathan Daniel Brown, because he's got so many uh, <laughs> spot on jokes. Asked me if uh, you know if if he hit me. Right. Sure. Um, he didn't. Right. Yeah. Um, he actually directed the music video, and he was a great director. Um, I happened to just know a few people, and like he was just like, "Wait, do you want to be in this?" And I was like, "Really? I was just hanging out on set." Mm, okay. They're like, "Were you in that movie?" And I was like, "Which one?" No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm like, nice. "Project yeah. X." Um, and so he was like, "Oh yeah, I liked that. You can play my friend." And I was like, "All right." So I just one of the girls who comes and like picks him up to go to the club, and I don't know. I chat with him, and that was it. I don't know. I didn't have to dance or show my booty or my titties. It was amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. I just got to be like the blonde brow that's like clothed. Have so guys, don't bother watching the video. Oh, she said. come on <laughs> now. Have you uh, have you done uh, like I've done music videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I'd you done other music videos? Like yeah, I've done Mike Posner. Do you know who that like baby? Please don't go. Yeah. I, I was I told Kendall I wanted to be in a hundred of his when he was doing his own stuff forever ago, and then yeah. I've done a bunch actually. They're not on my um, IMDb though. I don't think you're allowed to put them on there unless have you been asked, Chris did that. Have you been asked to be uh, naked in things or? or yeah, I have. I don't like do that. that. Yeah, no. Nah, it's just like I don't know. I I just I don't know. It's not that I like am frowning yeah. upon anyone else doing it. I just think it has to be for the right thing. And yeah, I just I don't know. My what parents. What kind of would project would you do that for? Um, I probably wouldn't, Matt. Um, but I'm my wondering what we need to pitch. So my uh, getting his keyboard ready to write <laughs> yeah, that. Me, I will write. write that film. <laughs> says Matt Walker. My uh, my parents are from Texas and are pretty uh, yeah. close minded. I've had a hard time for them to see. My grandmother told me that Project X was the worst movie she's ever seen. So oh. I've I, there's oh no way. Oh, God. I don't care. No, no, no. I'm just saying there's no way that I could get away with that and still yeah. be able to come home to my hometown. I also wouldn't do it. I respect myself too. How much, much do you like your hometown, Kirby? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look. I mean, it's I don't at all. I can tell you that, but I respect my family members. Of so. Course. No, no, I would no. never do and that. And you're a young lady, you know. Well, I'm 26. I'm not that young anymore. I mean, in comparison, I was 16. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm grown up enough to know that that's not what I want to do. Oh no, no, it makes sense. No. And in comedy, it's always ratchet and looks raunchy. I and only, then I only asked because yeah. you said that you didn't have to get topless to be in the in the music in video. The music well, video. I was saying because most music yeah. video girls have a big old booty. Yeah, yeah, do. it's like a hoochie <laughs> thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was proud that I got to just be like. You know, a normal chick. I'm I'm happy for you. I think that's awesome. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, we got to wrap things up shortly. I know, but I'm sorry. but before we wrap things up, uh, I'm gonna throw a couple things out at you, and you uh, tell me a little something about them. All Hit right. Me. Uh, Hawaii Five O. Oh yeah, that was so much fun. Did you go to Hawaii? To yes, it was so oh, great. Awesome. I was I worked like three or four days and was there six or seven. And they oh. do this thing where they tell you you can either go first class by yourself or invite a family member or a friend, and you can then go coach. And I had already told them that I was going first class. My mom emails me back and says no, and I had to then call them and embarrassing be like, hey, is there any way you can change my <laughs> ticket to, to coach because my mom's a mooch? And they're like, Amazing. every single person does that. They're like, yes, of course we can. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, really fun. We got to stay in a nice hotel, and like it was so much fun. Oh my god! They well, tanned nice. me too. I had to get like two or three spray tans because they were like, "You don't look like you live in Hawaii." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I right? show up and I'm just like ivory. Yeah. Oh my She's god. She's almost as pale as me. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. almost. My dad's a ginger. Yeah. 
that. Oh, wow. Oh, well, that, this, there you go. He's more gray than anything now. Really? Yeah, I'm sure Barry would love for pale. me to share that. Just pale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, tell Me How I Die. Oh, yeah, that movie just came out. Um, I like that one. It's really cool. It's about, yeah. like, these um, college students who go to do, like, this, um, this, drug kind of trial test thing to, for money and mm-hmm. then they kind of start having like weird premonitions and stuff. Ooh, yeah. so, so if there's a yeah. theme to your work it's do not be a college student. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go horrid, to college. Horrid things, things happen, happen to college I didn't go to college. Look at me. I'm kick-ass. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm just kidding. And you, no. got to, you got to work with Nathan Cress on that from yeah. iCarly. Yeah. yeah. Growing up. He's all grown up now. He's a married man now. I got Whoa. to meet her and she, yeah, he was, yeah, he was very excited to get married. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> suicide note. Oh yeah, the suicide Suicide Note. That was a Lifetime movie I did. I have another Lifetime movie coming out shortly as well. Those are fun, huh? Yeah, they're great. Shit, man. They take really good care of me over there. So I've never had to audition once. Oh, wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, what kind of college student were you in that movie? (laughs) I was. I was a psych student in Suicide Note. I play a psychology (laughs) student at a psychology college. Oh my it. god! And technically, I only have my GED in real life. So <laughs> yeah. Well, you have that look right now where like yeah. the they're gonna use you for college stuff. Oh, you could probably, yeah. you could probably still pull off well, senior in high school. Well, like. that's the problem is that even like Eli was making fun of me when I was in Montreal. I was like, oh, I really wish that I could you know play certain parts. And they're like, Kirby, Project X came out like four years ago. No one's gonna believe that you're still in high school or college. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. It's like. I'm kind of, and that's what sucks about auditioning right now is I'm kind of in a weird, I can't be the student, but I can't be the teacher. You know, I'm in a yeah. very strange age range Grad right school. now. You look so. like, I'm I could play a I'm PhD student. You and you look like you could be a student in college. Yeah. You not I hope so. I would yeah. love to work as that for much longer. I feel like the casting directors in this town are just like, you're sick of me playing that age or something. Because I went in for 30 or something earlier and I had to wear a freaking blazer and I am <laughs> not about that life. Yeah, no, you do not look like a, a 30-something year old. Thank you. I hope not. I get carded all the time. I get carded. Yeah. I mean, people think I'm 18 years old. Yeah. No. 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 Maybe like Reese Witherspoon. I'll bring my skateboard in with me next time or something. Yeah. You you know what I mean? You could do like bring like a basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, wear what you're wearing right now. The T-shirt you're wearing right now. You think implies you a basketball? (laughs) What do the kids do now? Basketball. (laughs) I don't know. A skateboard. Ball don't lie about age. I bring in a thing of jacks. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I <laughs> who oh, is this what the, uh, what the kids Wait, are you doing guys are these days? My Yeezus T-shirt, you know, ages me. No, <laughs> I'm saying wear the Yeezus T-shirt. The Yeezus T-shirt helps. I think oh, it's man. what the kids are wearing these I'm trying days. Trying to be, I'm trying to be hip, man. Uh, you're very <laughs> hip. Um, uh, I know that you you just wrapped a movie in oh, yeah, Montreal. Oh yeah, uh, With uh, a, an incredible talent. A, yes. A really wonderful fellow, Mr. Bruce Willis. Yes. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about this. I'd yeah, that was so sick. Um, Eli, basically, I was doing the the Lifetime movie I just mentioned um, that'll come out relatively soon. I'm not sure when, called Killer Mom. Um, but uh, basically, I was there, and I got an email from Eli, and he's like, hey, so there's this part. I'm doing a movie, Death Wish. You know, we're in Montreal. Can you send in a tape? And I was like, well, I'm working on another movie right now. Like, I'm literally in all, a lot of scenes and stuff. He's like, okay, as long as you get it to me by this day. And I had told one of the first ADs to pe- help put me on tape tomorrow during lunch. Yeah. And scenes got switched around, and he couldn't. And I was devastated. I was like, no, I have to get this in but to Eli. I told him I would. you know. And it was past the, the day that he told me to do it. And mm-hmm. I text Eli, I go, okay, if I get it done tomorrow, is it worth still sending? Like, did you already find your girl? Because scenes got moved around. Trust me, I, like, made a big deal on set. Everybody yeah. knows that I need to do this today. Can I send it tomorrow? And he, he was like, yeah, 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 we still haven't found it, but definitely send it to me ASAP. So the day after, whatever, I did it all by myself, 
AD didn't do it. My wardrobe lady was in there running the lines with me. Oh, and nice. um, yeah, 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 yeah. She's so cool. Um, and I did it like last minute. I had to like upload it to Dropbox. I don't know how to do this crap and mm-hmm. send it to him and stuff. And I was like, there's no way. It's a day late. You know, he he said if it were up to him, he could just hire me, but it's an MGM thing. It's not Eli's thing. It's a whole yeah. studio it's huge a big thing. thing. Big so chain of yes and no. Yes, no, yeah. check mark, check yeah. mark, you know. Um, and he emailed me like two or three days later. Um, my manager was like, Yeah, we didn't hear back. And I was like, Okay. And I was like, dude, I just want to thank you for even giving me the opportunity. Like, I really I wanted you to know mm-hmm. that if you send me something, even though I'm on set, I'm gonna do it. He goes, Kirby. I just saw your tape. It was incredible. What are you talking about? Like, I was, like, apologizing yeah. to him. <laughs> I didn't get the damn job. He's like, Kirby, I sent it off to the casting director. We loved you. We're going to try and send you an offer. And I got paid pretty much almost as much as that whole movie for Lifetime for yeah. the few days on the Bruce Willis movie. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. No. Yeah, Eli took really good care of me. And I was only I only worked, like, the one day, but it was with Bruce. I work. Uh, my character is uh, this girl who works at a gun shop. Now, and, is that uh, a remake of the Charles, the Charles Bronson movie? Yeah. Which is Jeff Goldblum's first movie. Oh, wow. He plays a rapist rapist. who rapes Charles Bronson's daughter. Jesus Christ. And kills his wife. Always with the (laughs) the rainbow gems over here. Sparkles and candy. As if getting raped Uh, isn't bad enough. Getting raped by Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that was... No, no, no. I, I know no means no. But, uh, <laughs> still, still raping. Still oh, raping. Oh, I love him, Jeff Goldblum. Not the rapist, oh Jeff Goldblum. But yeah, no, the death wish was really cool, and I appreciate that Eli, you know, gave me the opportunity again. He's the Amazing. man. Amazing. Did you this learn is... a lot about guns and stuff while you yeah, were Yeah, I did. That? I got to go to a tactical... Ra- I got to go to the range there, because we had to do... I shot the stuff with Bruce, me, in the actual gun uh, store, but the reason he comes into the gun store is he sees, a, like, a thing on Facebook or something of actually me doing this tactical shooting. So Mm -hmm. we shot that um, out in Simi Valley when I came back from Montreal. Mm -hmm. We did a whole day of actual tactical shooting. And I got pretty good at it. They were thinking there's just this excuse me blonde broad that was just going to come out and like no I'm from Texas I got fucking good at it to where at one point I wish everyone could have seen the miming of gunplay that went with that pew 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 no it's true I went out there and then after like the first hour they're like okay we're going to do this but we were going to like have someone else shoot or you shoot and then edit and then you say the words but I think you can do it and so we go Literally, like, there's all this stuff I do. It's called three-gun shooting. Did you ever see that um, thing of uh, Keanu Reeves training for uh, John Wick 2? No. Well, he was at the exact same tactical range that I was. And it's called three-gun shooting because what you do is you have a semi right here, um, a pistol right here, and then a shotgun. So you do the semi, and you go... And then you have the thing, you push that around, you grab the um, handgun right here, you go pew, 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 and then you run up to the next thing, and you get the shotgun, and you go pew. So you go pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. But yeah, I mean. That's the first time I've ever heard a shotgun go pew. <laughs> Love it. It was a lot louder in person. <laughs> we need to get a, our, cool. our voiceover guy back in who does sound effects. Sound effects, yeah, yeah. That, yes. yes, please. Um, this has been so much fun, and we have so much more we could talk about. I know, I'm but sorry. I'm a chatty cat. No, 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 you're the best. I. And what's I, coming up next? Yeah, what do you have, what do you have coming up next? Uh, no, I just got done um, doing that in Montreal just a little bit ago, and then it was the holidays, so I haven't had any auditions. I'm just auditioning, getting the next thing going. So hire Kirby. She's out of yeah, work. She's it. the coolest. Yeah. She's awesome. to get her to do a gun presentation for the nighttime show. Yes, please. That would be the best. If we ever do a demonstration. We'll make a little video before you take off. I can show you, you the video. Of, I'll have to show you the video of me shooting. Please do. It's um, really cool. Kirby, where can people in the world uh, follow you, find you, and, and look for you? 
Um, I only have a Twitter and an Instagram. I don't have Facebook, but my uh, Twitter is uh, Kirby B. Blanton, at Kirby B. Blanton. And then my uh, Instagram is at Kirby Bliss. Nice. That's Terrific. about it. Uh, Mike Black, where can people find you in the internet? Uh, my Instagram is at Mike Black Attack, and it's uh, Mike Black Attack for all social media. Yes, it is. What about you, Matt? Hawker, <laughs> uh, just go to funnymat.com. I got links to everything there. Uh, or Kirby, she can check out mattwalkersucks.com, which is where she's going to want to go and talk about this performance. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real website. It's a real thing I have. Yeah. Do you try? What? Okay. Yeah, and he says horrible <laughs> things, and then people write. No, no, write they're not back. necessarily horrible things. What What did you text me the other day that you posted something on? Uh, 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 on uh, on Instagram, and then someone. Oh, you no, like that was to a, be like that was the a Facebook. An- no, no, I had a Facebook. I was watching the inauguration, oh, and I put well. up a thing about how Donald Trump just quoted uh, Rick Astley's "Never Gonna Give You Up" because he says <laughs> during the speech he's like, "I will never ever let you down." And I posted a joke where I was like, "Hey, uh, yeah," I was like, "I can't wait to see like a Donald Trump Rick Roll mashup video uh, no. on the internet," and then some guys like. You, you never stop talking. It's like you're the one who can have opinions. I'm going to unfriend you. I was like, okay. And then he's like, all right, bye. Is that the one you're talking about? Or? No, I posted. Oh, a, no, no. Okay. I the posted something from Stranger Things. You posted a, a picture on Instagram. I'm going to censor this because we have a lady in the room. Then I just say it. But She's uh, from Texas. I don't She's see one. He wrote, hey, he wrote and said something like. No, uh, it, was, it was a picture of Stranger Things, but they were Star Wars characters. Right. Okay. But one of them was Chewbacca. Instead of, you know, uh, tooth, the toothless guy, the. That you know the guy. With oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, he has like a disease. Why I he didn't? Know. So I don't know why people make so fun of him. I'm well, a, I, well, I'm Matt a bad person. Did. That's why. Oh, oh shit. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen. No, him. Matt made fun of him, and then some guy. No, uh, I said, some kid told. Right, him what to, I said. Tell her what I said. Chewie has better teeth and speaks more clearly than that annoying kid. That's what I said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, first of all, Matt, kid. that is everyone's favorite fucking character, by yeah, the way. By like the way, everyone loves like he's <laughs> beloved. Let me tell you, yeah. I lasted thirty minutes in the first episode and I couldn't take any more of the show. I couldn't take that's it. That's why people don't like you. You don't like Stranger Things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Remember so that's read, Matt Walker sucks. So read com. what people said. You can read what people said no, if no. you go to my Instagram. Listen, uh we're we <laughs> which might be getting a celebrity quote from Kirby. Yeah, exactly. He really does suck. Well, Enormous. Well, I get it. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. If you haven't seen uh, The Green Inferno, uh, <laughs> you need to watch it because it will f- uh, completely fuck your brain up. Um, uh, Matt, you're a horrendously wonderful person. Shameless. Shameless and bad person. Matt, uh, Mike, uh, thank you for being here, even if it was only <laughs> for one episode. And Kirby, I adore you so I much. I love you, Glickman. Uh, you're the sweetest. Thanks you're again for listening to the Nighttime Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave messages and share it. We love you. Thank Positive you. Text reviews. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs>